Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The weekly wrap on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danka and Barty Jagdish. Time now to turn our attention to the most talked about headline of the week. And it's that incident of Workers' Party MP Raisa Khan lying in Parliament. Yep, and this week we had a rather unexpected piece of news that she resigned from the Workers' Party, which also means that Sengkang GRC will be down one MP. Mm. Also in an interesting turn of events in a press conference held by the Workers' Party yesterday, we found out that they actually knew about the lying just about a week after she made those false statements in Parliament. Jang, jang, jang. Dr. Felix Tan, political analyst for Nanyang Technological University, is on the line with us this morning. Prof, good morning. How are you? Hi, good morning. I'm good. I'm good. Mm. So, Felix, let's talk about what you thought, what went through your mind when you found out that Raisa had resigned. Well, I think that was uh, quite a surprise, but I think it was expected given what has happened, you know, over the past couple of weeks. And I think... uh, uh, her taking a step to resign it's probably the best way forward for her party as well. Mm. So we understand that the Committee of Privileges have said that they've begun work on a complaint against Ms. Raisa Khan with her resigning now does it mean that she's off the hook or what can we expect? No, I don't really think that she's off the hook. I mean, well, former parliamentarian in this in, in, in this particular instance now, I think she might not be asked to, you know, relieve herself from her parliamentary duties since she has resigned. But I think the investigation would still probably continue. You know, mm. she did make those statements when she was an MP. Mm. At the very best, I think she will be fined for making those statements. I do not really believe that what she said will result in something even more severe than that. Mm. Uh, she did lie, but we do not condone lying, but you know, uh, probably a fine would, what she, would be what she will get. Mm. Why are you so confident that that's all she'll get? Well, I'm not really that confident, but I mean, given mm. the whole entire scenario, but that, and given the, the particular uh, the situation that they are encountering at this point in time, she has admitted that she had lied. I think she has come out really honestly about it. And I think we also have to understand the circumstances that she had gone through. She, she is a victim of sexual assault. And I think we need to take that into consideration uh, when we investigate or when we look at her particular case. Again, while lying, is, it cannot be allowed. But I think uh, we do also have to understand the predicament that she actually gone through. So, okay, so you're saying that your, your last statement, was that in a form of, uh, in a sense of empathy, in a sense of, you know, being a bit kind, even though this lie was told in an institution that, well, it's an institution for, for some form of justice in that sense. What more can be done here, you know, where profiling is concerned, maybe to ensure that, because these guys, they, they, are, they are in the front of the government in that sense, more to ensure that they're of the right state of mind all the time? Is this something that should be looked into? I think it should be dealt with case-by-case basis. Uh, Yes, she did lie, and she did lie as an MP at that point in time, but what led her to make those decisions and what led her to make those 
statements at that point in time. I think it needs to be looked at. You know, there are lots of circumstances revolving, you know, what led her to do what she did. And I think that needs to be uh, looked at. I mean, it's very unlike those previous situations that certain MPs have stepped down and resigned immediately due to the, uh, well, moral standing, Mm -hmm. you know, in in that sense. I think those were very clear-cut. In her instance, uh, again, there were a lot of mitigating factors as well. So I think that those are important to consider. Mm. The thing is, the future of the Workers' Party, its reputation is now an issue, especially after Mr. Pritam Singh disclosed that party leaders actually knew that she had lied in her parliamentary speech and they knew as soon as a week after she delivered that speech and nearly three months before she set the record straight in the House by herself. However, the party did not act on it earlier and he said that this is because he wanted to give her time to talk to her family about the matter and because she had to be the one to correct this untruth in Parliament. However, clearly there are people out there saying this form of inaction is not acceptable. Are these good enough reasons for Workers' Party leadership to not come forward and actively set things right, do you think? Yeah, I do agree with you on that that statement. I think unfortunately the Workers' Party took a little too long. And too late, too little at this point in time, you know, uh, for the Workers' Party. It has tarnished their reputation and all the good work that they have done uh, so far. Again, I mean, it it took them three months Mm. to really thoroughly respond and give out a a, a statement, you know, because Raisa resigned. Mm. So if Raisa did not resign, would the Workers' Party have kept it quiet? Mm. Yeah. So I think that there are a lot of other questions that's going to pop up along the in a couple of days to, to give her the time to talk to her family because uh, we do have again do we do have to understand that she doesn't come out to her family at that point in time I think about a week after she has lied that might have been a little bit easier for the party but three months I think that's pushing it and I think it, it definitely would have an impact to the workers party and how they're going to go about in, in getting better support for the next couple of weeks, months and years, I think uh, we have to look at that. Yeah, I mean, we speculate that her, Ms. Raisa Khan's mental state might have been a little bit more sensitive. That's why um, these are mitigating factors. But those three months, mm. as, as a voting citizen, how much of a right do I have to know and in detail what the Workers' Party has done during these three months? Or are they just sitting on us like, uh, okay, you, you told a lie in church and we just pretend until <laughs> the priests find out? Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, there, there, is, there needs to be a time frame, you know. If it's one week, it's, it's, I think we, people are usually a bit more forgivable if it's about a yeah, week. Yeah. But, you know, if it's three months, I think it's a little bit pushing it, you know, to, to find a reason for that. So, uh, you, you, you nailed it, yeah. So, clearly, Workers' Party has a lot of damage control to do, right? What should they be doing? I think at this point in time, they will need to get all the support that they can get from the, the, the residents of Sengkang. I think that's number one. And secondly, they need to you know really investigate or at least put out a proper timeline of, 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 of the scenario. I mean, there are lots of questions. Like, as in, why you know, did she do what she did? You know what the Workers' Party has responded, how it has responded. But we are still in the dark about why did she create and crafted this entire you know, lie mm. and stood by it three months later and that was when the Workers' Party took action. So 
what transpired within the last three months. This Um, needs to go beyond just a PR damage control exercise, doesn't it, for the Workers' Party? They perhaps need to do some reflection on why they are dealing with things in this manner and whether or not they are briefing their new candidates properly, you know, telling them about the sanctity of the parliamentary system, perhaps, you know, really breaking them into the role. I think there needs to be some clarity of their role as member of parliament. I think as a leader of an opposition, I think Pritam would have to take a little bit of a flag for that. You know, he is supposed to be the leader and he's supposed to guide the uh, his team as well. I think that is what the leader should be doing, right? And I think moving forward, what the party will need to do is to, is to ensure that its members are aware of their own actions and not shy away from being forthright and uh, honest about what they have, what they are saying and what they want to say in Parliament in the future as well. And even if they are going into the next election, I think these are things that we really need to look at. Could we see the potential for a more in-depth type of profiling pre-election in the next round as opposed to your regular background checks? I think if they haven't done it already, they should be doing it at this point in time. And it should be a regular thing. I think uh, that goes for not just the Workers' Party, but for all political parties Mm -hmm. in Singapore. I think Singaporeans need to know how did they get these candidates, Mm. I think, to to represent your party. After all, we are the ones that are voting for them. And if you want us to vote for for, for your team members, then clearly there must be a process of sussing out the best candidate okay. for the job. Beyond just talking about candidates, uh, you did say that Pritam Singh has a lot of work to do, right? In terms of briefing those candidates, breaking them in. But what about in terms of actually getting leadership right here? Because clearly their actions on sitting on this information does call into question their leadership qualities, their leadership abilities. So working on WP's leadership issues, what will that entail really? You have to really look at what is it that is the core of Workers' Party's direction. I think in terms of leadership, you know, are they you know, that liberal a party? that, you know, everything is forgivable, every action is forgivable, or, you know, are they a little bit more uh, a party or a party leadership that is that scrutinizes what the party members have done? And I think, you know, uh, looking at the leadership itself, I think there needs to be a lot of housekeeping mm. at this point in time. I wouldn't say that Pritam is not the best man for the job. I think he is at this point in time. And again, we have to understand the circumstances surrounding Raisa's case. And let's not jump the gun at this point in time. Yeah. Okay. I've just got two questions to quickly wrap up. The first one is a quick clarification. Can I confirm that the law doesn't require WP to hold a by-election? I think according to the law at this point in time, it has been stated very clearly. I think Sylvia Lim also mentioned that, okay. that you know, unless uh, all the member of parliament in Singapore, GRC, quit, then there will be a by-election. But otherwise, there is... Uh, no need for a by-election. Okay, so basically more work for Jameis. The second <laughs> one is, does this open the door to more processes to victims of sexual abuse? I think it's, it's quite unfortunate. And I do hope that the Raisa Khan case would not have sullied the work of you know organizations helping out uh, sexual assault victims, you know, and, and, and all these, I, I think it's quite unfortunate what has happened. And I think a lot of them would need to do a lot more work mm. at this point in time 
to to help people with you know that have gone through this traumatic experience that they have gone through, and I think Singaporeans and all across everyone should really really understand the situation much clearer. It is not easy for a sexual assault victim okay. to come out openly in public and you know say that what they have gone through. They have to relive the ex- entire experience over and over again. So I think to be fair, uh, Singaporeans should not you know really um, hammer down on these organisations. Thank you very much for that, Felix. We've been speaking with Dr. Felix Tan, political analyst at Nanyang Technological University. You have a great day, yeah? Felix, appreciate your time. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.